What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd. Um, doing things a little different this week, obviously. Like, I am kind of out and about, and I am filming all sorts of fun stuff. Um, so, I figured what I would do is replay an episode that probably a lot of you haven't heard yet. It is an interview that I did uh, just last week uh, with our good buddy Nick Groff from Paranormal Lockdown, uh, Ghost of Shepherdstown, Ghost Adventures, all of that fun stuff. Um, so Nick was kind enough to sit down and chat with me for about an hour uh, about all sorts of fun stuff, guys. So I do hope you enjoy this. This was an interview that I did that was specifically for uh, people that are on my uh, personal Patreon page. Um, and if you haven't checked that out yet, it's just patreon.com slash Josh Hurd, which is J-O-S-H-H-E-A-R-D. Um, so you guys can check that out uh, on my Patreon page. You could also go to joshherd.net uh, to get to the Patreon page as well. Uh, but yeah, so I figured um, that I would replay that episode that I did for my patrons. And I hope you guys enjoy it. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out. peeps i've teased you for a few days now and i promised this would be big so please welcome to the paranormal quest podcast filmmaker producer musician father television personality co-creator of viddy space mr nick groff what is up brother thank you for having me always a blast <laughs> to talk to you yeah just grinding away every day is a new day every second matters to me as life ticks forward so i'm just i'm just excited man i'm excited for what's to come you know i've been on this um kind of underground <laughs> uplifting life-changing moments of trying new things and I, i'm really excited for what's to come dude i'm excited for you honestly because it's like i kind of have an idea of what you're cooking on but man like i i know i have no idea ultimately but damn <laughs> it like i am super stoked for you and everything but no like thank you so much for you know taking the time and hanging out with us tonight man it's a it's a fucking honor honestly awesome yeah no i appreciate it man anytime anytime for you cool uh love your location you know melbourne manor is amazing slept there for three days right, <laughs> that, right. Was brutal. that was brutal I, I regret sleeping on that metal bed though i was Dude. like sliding off the metal bed and it was so painful i was like why was this a good idea when i started in a sleeping what? bag it's pretty stupid so like usually people do? put mattresses on a on a spring bed you know it is what it is though right like honestly yeah. though bro like the mattress that we have there i don't know if i would trust it like i don't know if i would want to lay on that you know it's like I yeah. realize you put yourself in some pretty sketchy situations, but damn. <laughs> yeah, it's what we do, man, to push <laughs> beyond, you know, mentally and physically to try to find uh, new discoveries, you know, in yeah. the paranormal. Needle in the haystack, so we're always kind of just, like, looking for it. And I think, you know, it's instances like that when you put yourself in situations that you can kind of – you can find what you're looking for, but you never know. It's day or night. It's all the time. It's just – when is the next thing going to happen and when is the right time? Sure. I think that's what it's all about just in life, you know? Yeah, absolutely, bro. So, I mean, let's kind of start off easy here. And I, I, I didn't want to, I kind of wanted to shy away from, you know, the stereotypical what got you into like the paranormal and all this <laughs> yeah. stuff, right? Because that's always the first yeah. question. But like, when was it that you became a believer you know, in spirits, ghosts, the afterlife, all of this stuff. Like, do you remember that moment? Yeah, it, it was more not like a believer. I think I'm still pursuing 
so many different questions I have rather than just saying I'm a believer. Sure. I think I think words are so defined in the human nature of what we want to understand so we can comprehend it. But like words are made up from people. Right. Yeah. But I think going back to my childhood, the way I can describe it um, and break it down is I, I was born into this world just fascinated by all things that were mysterious and things that were unexplainable or adventurous or something that always kind of drove me to look it out or search for it on this weird quest I've been guided on in my life. And I really believe something has put me into this position to kind of go through those stepping stones of life to experience these things that I never understood. Yes. And everything is a new chapter. It's, it's just like anybody's life, right? We're all in this journey. We're all interconnected in this energetic web that we kind of flow through in this universe, but eventually we all figure it out, out as we grow older. So when I was young, I was just so fascinated in UFOs and aliens and the universe and space and time and, and just stuff like that. And I, I used to listen to Art Bell on my little boombox and have oh, my yes. little flip out, flip out map. And I, I try to pinpoint where Area 51 was so I could go to it one day. Nice. You know, crazy, crazy stuff like that. So. And then I would go with like when I got a little bit older in high school, I would um, go with my friends to some like haunted locations, you know, that we heard of urban legends around town or whatever in New England and kind of go up to it. And everyone get all scared because they hear like a little creaky noise or something stupid <laughs> like that. And they all run with crowbars and I would just stand there looking in the windows, trying to search it out. So that's yeah. kind of how it started for me, man. It was just um, super driven and passionate for understanding what else is there beyond just what we comprehend as human beings? And there has to be more to life beyond what we know. And I mean, and I would look up at the stars every night and I just felt this ultra connection to something else that I just couldn't understand as a kid. And for my whole life traveling through what we call time and space, I just started to realize that there is more to it. And we don't have all the answers, you know, everything is so unexplainable in that sense. And that's one thing that's always kind of fascinated me, I guess. You know, are, are we meant to to understand this? Are we ever going to know? Or are we even going to get closer? I don't think so. It's like understand how many stars are actually up there in space, beyond yeah. space, beyond infinity. Dude, I yes. mean, you're talking light years and light years and light years away. It's like other universes that we're discovering now that look like our universe with suns and planets. Um, I think as we evolve as a young species that we are, you know, we're going to understand more just like we do every year. There's something new that we're, we're figuring out, you know, discovering new species or planets that possibly have water or whatever else there is, you know, it's, it's crazy. It's, you jump down that rabbit hole and it keeps going into multiple dimensions. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. You know, that's kind of where that's the world we live in, you know, but I think for the norm, most wake up every day, you know, do the nine to five job, you know, go through the rhythm, um, either happy or sad or go through whatever their emotions are in life. And, you know, you got your highs and your lows and kind of crisscross off that road. And and then the life ends. Right. And then yeah. you leave the body and whatever your beliefs are, or whatever happens next, that happens. But we don't know. You know, even even believing nothing happens when you die is still believing something happens. Right. So what is it? I don't know. And I don't know what's beyond that of just dying or beyond the space that we know uh, up out of our earth. There's so many questions I have. Dude, that's amazing shit, though. That's like fucking deep, though. Like, I, like, I Man, have a my problem, mind, you know, I have my, a problem doing that. Yeah. Fucking just like trying to comprehend, you know what I mean? Like even like what you were talking about with like just space in general, the absolute vastness, the infinity of space i can't fathom that like it is bizarre some of the planets that we do know exist some of the stars that we do know exist that literally dwarf us you know and make our sun which is gigantic make our sun look like nothing it is crazy to think about that there are bodies like that out there Exactly. How yeah. Fuck? And then and then and then you get into the alter realities, right? Yes. So you get into time. Why why does time exist? Answer me this. Why does time exist? I think it's a man made thing, right? Well it is. It is. Why why though? I mean, why? Because the sun 
goes up and down when we see it wherever we are in Earth. It goes up and down because we were, we're rotating around. That's when the sun just pops back up and brightens up our day. Right. It, it's funny. The human body has to rest. That's just how the human body is. We have to go to sleep at a certain period of time. Some people can go for days, which I can. But eventually your body's going to collapse and faint or black out or you'll feel sick. The yeah. body has to rest and your energy has to kind of recoup so you can think straight and your mind can you know start working again. But we create time. We create time because we are born into this world and we die in this world as human beings, as in these human bodies. That's why we have time because our clock is ticking every second of the day. And here's, here's the crazy part. Every second that you and I are speaking right now, we're slowly dying, right? Yes. So think about it. A lot of people think it's a negative and, oh, that's so depressing. Oh, my gosh. That, that just you know, that just made me change everything I'm doing in my life right now. I got to start <laughs> thinking deeper, but it can be an ultimate positive thing if you have no regrets when that time is to come. Yes. So it's like, what I've learned is go through life, experience it. I don't think it's about finding out all the answers and, oh, my life is this or that, or I, ha I wish I could have done this. Just have no regrets. Do what you love to do. Be passionate every day, waking up, knowing that it could be your last breath doing what you love to do. So when it's your time to go, you have no regrets. You don't see all those things flashing before your eyes, you know, right before you're taking your last breath. Yeah. Like live, man, live and experience, gather that knowledge and move on. I think consciously we have to gather knowledge to move on to that next place. So we bring that conscious thought with us that, you know, leaves the brain and the body with that electricity and that energy that we, that we let go of out of this kind of skin, bone and flesh. I really believe that's what it's at is information, but information of doing good things, positive, and then moving on. But, you know, dude, that, the world is, a, that is a beautiful thing, though. I love that. I've never really thought about it like that. That's good stuff. Yeah, I don't know. My mind's been weird lately. I've been sitting here just grinding away editing and, and these. It, it's weird because I've been working on. Nick Roth investigates, right? This new series I have coming out. And yes. the, narr the narrative throughout it is more of a perspective through my eyes of what I've experienced, what life is. It it's, it's not necessarily about running around the dark with gadgets, pseudoscience and gizmos and trying to break things down of um, communicating with what we don't really understand what we're communicating exactly. with half the time. But it's more of, you know, where are we going? Why do these things happen? Theories, ideas, you know, analyzing things, questioning, but doing it in this kind of like some crazy philosophical shit, you know, where it's yeah. like, where it's not too over the head, like over our head, but it's just enough because you're kind of probing it, right? Every time we go to a location, we're kind of like, we're, we're poking at these things to, to have this experience or looking for something, but I think ultimately sometimes, you know, these things just happen because, you know, you get into the notion of time and nature and environments and why things happen like they do or energy and conscious thought and um, locations that absorb certain things that release and kind of bend time. But yes. I don't know. That's where my head's been at lately is just kind of dissecting it in a different way um, as I'm as I'm putting these episodes together. It's pretty wild man dude i so. cannot wait to freaking get my hands on that <laughs> i'm very excited about that or maybe i just been locked up in the darkness too long and going crazy <laughs> yeah, <laughs> i don't, I don't think so man i start talking i start talking to myself i don't know if you're real right now you no know I really <laughs> we'll get in the matrix or fight club I'll dude like, yeah. that's a thought that's kept me up uh at night that's for sure like the whole idea of like a matrix and all of that stuff that's trippy stuff you ever think about it though? You ever think about like your your days, right? Yeah. You have like weird instances that you're like, why did this happen to me? I don't understand why something is guiding me. Then you look deeper, like forget about coincidences. I don't really believe in coincidences. Exactly. To be honest with you. Done. Yes. I, I, I think things happen for a reason. They're supposed to happen for a reason because it ripple affects kind of this vibrational energy that we walk through in this world, right? Yeah. And I think that there's something sometimes that guides us it, but what is it? What, what you ever have like um, that voice of reasoning that comes to you in your mind where 
you're by yourself and you hear something tell you something. Yes. And I know it sounds crazy. No, <laughs> but, it does not. But if you listen to that inner, that, you know, that insight that you, you can find within yourself um, and you listen to that, you know, you can really kind of dive into certain things and it guides you in a weird way. I don't know. It's just like, I feel like sometimes that, that has happened a lot lately. And I just feel that that's like a huge part of our life. You know, like we're almost like we feel like we're in the Truman show. It's like something of a higher intelligence is guiding us. I know it sounds like crazy conspiracy theory, but I really believe something, something else is happening that we don't fully understand, you know? You know, and I've, I've thought that, especially over the last like five, six years, honestly, like something else is kind of pulling the strings here because like even how I kind of came across Malvern Manor is a stupid freaking story that should have, shouldn't have never happened ever. And yet here I am, you know what I mean? And it, it's a little ridiculous. It should have never happened. It's complete right. happenstance. But then you think, well, all of this stuff happened before that to put me on this path to find this building to do whatever nothing is coincidence bro yeah i mean you said it perfectly nothing there is no such thing as coincidence exactly yeah i I think locations call out to certain people too it's just meant to be you know and and then you get into the whole idea of your past life you know did right is there past life and possibly it could it could be I mean, if you think about time being bent, right, going back to like, oh, time doesn't exist and whatnot. If you think about like us talking at the beginning of this conversation could be us talking right now in the present time of it happening. What happens if that time slips through and we hear our own voice from, you know, 10 minutes ago? And we're like, wait, what was that? Was that a ghost or was this happen or what is that? That's unexplainable to us. But possibly that's what we're experiencing at a lot of these locations, too, is this kind of time slippage, you know, where it could be actually us talking to ourselves, And, and that, could, that could be a huge part of what could have happened to you. I mean, with that location, maybe something, maybe yourself guided you back to that location of some sort of, I don't know. Yeah. Warp in time. Who knows, man? Oh, my it's crazy. God. See, I've never entertained that. Now I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight because that's all I'm going to be thinking about. <laughs> It'll be great. Yo, wait, wait, wait till you see the Washoe Club episode that I have coming out in the oh. Ruffin Best Case. I go into the whole idea of time. I really strongly believe, and this is me researching and studying the location for 15 years. Yes. Like literally, I like 15 years doesn't really exist at that location. That location knows the location in the moment of right now yeah right yeah and, but but 15 years is to us because i got old <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a fact i got old because i'm a human body but really did i get old here's the craziest shit i'm about to like blow your mind i will tell you one experience that happened to me at the washoe club when i was there investigating um by myself right yeah. for across investigation this was recent and nobody knows this yet so you'll be the first to hear it Sweet. i i um i was there up in the room and what's crazy is this is what's crazy i was standing there and i really zoned out all of a sudden i saw myself walk into the room my other self but my other self from the past when i first went there what i'm not joking but it was it was with um it was with the other guy so when i first when i went there the second time i think it was yeah the second time i went there I, wa- I saw myself walk in the room with my camera, like I was filming. I had the recorder. Now, here's the craziest part. I reacted to hearing my own voice on the recorder Whoa. saying, Nick Ross. And, and I, I saw that play out while I was standing there in the darkness. I saw myself come in, react to the recorder, hear my voice. And then I thought to myself in the present time, I said, can I hear myself? Is that me saying, Nick Groff? I said it just like that. Bro. And I thought, wait a second, did I just do that to myself yes. back then? That's what I was capturing is me telling myself it's 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 it blew my freaking mind, man. I was like and it really happened. It sounds like it, it almost sounds crazy and made up. But no. I'm telling you, like this experience happened to me and I was in the dark. I freaked out about it. I'm like, wait, I just told myself this. Did I just tell myself this? And then I saw 
And I remembered back then, 15 or whatever years ago, yeah. having this experience, not knowing it, thinking it yeah. was a ghost or someone I knew. But but I even said it back then. I said, what happens off camera? I said, what happens if this was myself in the future? If this is this is me reincarnated? And because I felt such an energy draw to Washo ever since Damn. I could remember. You know, this is like previous. This is like I've felt a. Uh, connection with Washoe even prior ghost adventures like this is I went there uh, a couple of years before I did the documentary there yes so I knew about this place for a long time and when I went there for the documentary I didn't know what happened then that that whole apparition uh, thing happened on the raw footage and then I went back there for an episode of ghost adventures and then that happened my name was coming through then Yes. All these people around the world were capturing my name there. Yes. Then I went back there a second time and my name comes through all the time. So then here I am years later, more knowledge and starting to dive into theories a lot smarter now. And now I'm like, wait a second. Is it me injecting saying Nick Roth, Nick Roth, do you remember me? It's me, Nick Roth. And over and over again, that's all I've been saying for 15 years inside that place. Dude, that's insane. That's yeah. Oh my God. See, it, even like other locations that you've been to, like right. your name comes up all the effing time, bro. All the time. Like we're still getting EVPs and things like that saying your name at the manor. Still. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's wild. It's wild. I, I, Jesus. I don't know what's happening, man, but I think there has to do with something with time. I think there has to do something with our own conscious thought and, and us verbally vocalizing into the vibrations of certain environments that can kind of replay or bend time and have this slippage. But I also believe that there's other, other people there. Like if, if we're in the Washoe club right now, right. Yeah. And forget about time. Like forget it's 2019 right now. Let's say it's, it's 1896 or whatever. Right. This place was even 1900. Let's keep it real. 1900. People in the ballroom of that location where it's like, you know, reported to be really haunted and that's where I've captured a lot of stuff. What what happens if those people are experiencing us kind of coming through, right? Yes. And what happens if we're experiencing them at the same time? So you got to think there's multi layers of different realities happening all at once. And sometimes I think just this world has a way of letting, I don't know, just like. It, you got to think that nothing is so concrete, like in a box, like that's the problem with us. We think so in a box and this is the only way because this is what it says. And this is what science says. Yeah, because man and woman, that's what we said as human beings, that this is the way. But right. really, it's not. Nobody has the right ideas. Ask the smartest physicists or the smartest scientists in the world. Even Tesla was looking at this stuff spiritually and yeah. Einstein and whatnot. Even the smartest people dissect this stuff, even though they don't want, they need X, Y, and Z factors. So it's like, you know, I know for a fact that the government has been researching this for a long time, yes. secret facilities. It's obvious. And it's like, man, I think there's also a problem with public knowledge, right? So yes. if, like a lot of that information gets out, then it becomes, there's no control. It becomes anarchy because what happens if people start to understand these things? That was my that, question. Yeah. Man. It's like, what then? It's chaos, man. It's chaos. There's no, there's no, there's no, um, there's no pyramid effect. There's no like, you know, politic, like there's no power in place to keep people situated. Everybody would, do whatever they want it would be chaos there would be no like what would money matter what would these things matter what would like a hierarchy matter and you know yeah. the politician world it's like it's it wouldn't make a shit of difference chaos. yeah it wouldn't no. oh my god man that is freaking <laughs> outstanding crazy. i love this this is the yeah, one of the best crazy. conversations i've had in recent memory i love this shit <laughs> uh, dude i love it now you've been to some of the most like notoriously haunted locations in the world like what are a couple of them that really really stand out to you like the most yeah i mean i i live off of personal experiences more so so i think um you know there's a location called shepton mallet prison in the united kingdom that i went to yeah that was right out of um uh very close to the city called bath um you know in amazing amazing city but 
Sheptamel Prison was weird to me because I would stand there in the middle of the courtyard where all the buildings were kind of interconnected, and I would look during like um, I'd lived there for uh, three, four days. I was there about four days because we uh, stayed there the fourth day. Wow. But I would I remember I remember looking in between the buildings where the jail cells were from like oh man they were really old um, and I remember seeing a ton of just it wasn't like a shadow that you see out of the like corner of your eye or a shadow that you're like oh you know whatever it's a shadow I I mean this was clear as day shadows like a ton of shadows moving back wow. and forth and it was so strange to me to experience that because i would stand there and i just i was absorbing i was like watching them and they would just move like one shadow would move across this uh from one building to the next and then another wow. one would go then another one would go <clears throat> i almost felt like um these shadows they weren't I, I i believe that they weren't ghosts as we know it or people that died and it's it's like you know, their shadows or transparency of this like conscious thought left sure. behind or apparitions that we know as an apparition. I think shadows are different of a higher intelligent yes. um, being. I think there's some other force to be reckoned with. And and what I noticed too is I've been to like, you know, uh, over 200 plus locations that are pretty sinister. And I think most time when I see like very descriptive in like these shadows, it's not like it's not like a, a quick glance and they're gone. It's more of when they're higher intelligence, when they're doing something like ants working, you know? Yes. It's like they're gathering information. They're and it's always it, it dude, yeah. It's always at locations with huge dramatic events, like bad locations with like a lot of death or sure. or murder. Something like that's just effed up. It's it's a lot of locations like that. Why why don't I see them at, you know, more peaceful locations that I've been to or locations that are, I don't know, um, not as like crazy, you know, and sinister. But Damn. it's always the same. But that was one of them. That that location was weird. Um Linda Linda Vista Hospital. Yeah. Uh, I saw that was the first time I actually saw a solid figure that right. wasn't supposed to be there, you know, lock eyes with me. Oh my That's god, weird. dude. Now, did they did they tear that place down? No, so they they uh cha- they turned it into um an elderly home, I guess where people oh. come to live out their their lives. I so see. it's kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's very weird. Um I heard I heard talking to a couple of people that um I don't know, spoke to some people there said that they were having like some crazy experiences and problems because of the hauntings. So, well, I hate to I say no shit, but man. Like. <laughs> yeah, I know. What do you expect? You take a mental asylum, you take a hospital right, that's been around, dude. and you kind of turn that into like a place where people live out their lives and yeah. die. What do you think you're going to get? Oh, my God. Now, you've done a lot, you know, both like in front of the camera, behind the camera. What is it that you enjoy the most about the process? Yeah, I mean, I like. I, I mean, at the end of the day, I never intended to be like on camera or in front of the camera. I I could care less, but sure. I think um, I think creatively, I like to do stuff that I'm passionate about, and I think that kind of resonates. So that's why I, I've been more in front of the camera because I'm resonating like the ideas and the thoughts and the passion behind whatever project that I'm tackling. So I love. Um, creating you know and and when i say creating i mean like like taking a project and seeing it start to finish meaning you know i go after a documentary or a real life event um and try to dissect that or a narrative or the nick ruff investigates whole series or whatever conquer a mountain i don't know whatever it is in my life that i get passionate about i like I'm hundred. I'm like a billion percent in. Like, when I say I'm gonna do something, and I really strongly mean it, I will be there. Like, it doesn't matter. I will be there, and I will, you know, see it all the way through. It's just how I am. That's freaking badass, man. You're definitely a driven individual. That is for sure. And I mean, that's one of the things that you know, I admire about you. So many others admire about you is the fact that you're you're passionate. You. And and you're driven about this stuff. I love it, man. Absolutely love it. Now, 
here's a here's a question that I'm just this is just me being curious. What actually scares you? <laughs> if anything. <laughs> I know. I, I get that question a lot. Really? Because of, uh, of the subject matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Say, you know, what scares <laughs> you? And I, I, you know, I, I'm not scared. Here's the thing. I, it, it's funny because there's not a lot that actually scares me. Um, you know, I've slept in morgues by myself right. overnight. Um, oh, New Sham Park Hospital in England. I, I slept in that morgue the whole entire night. It was like disgusting and it was just <laughs> the environment sucked and it was it was painful. But mentally, it, it messes with your head a little bit, you know, because bodies were laid rest there and right. you're laying where death is. It actually makes you um, appreciate life and it makes you think about like, man, like you. I woke up that morning knowing that it's like I woke up excited to be alive and excited for the thrill of, wow, I I have so much to learn still before awesome. I die and be put on one of these slabs, you know? Right. And I think, I think that's like, I think the fear that I have is not succeeding in the passion projects that I, I, I want to fulfill before it's my time to go. Like, I don't want to be cut short from stuff I want to accomplish in my life that I feel will be a better ripple effect in this universe to the human, you know, kind. And I think I want to leave an impact that is not only positive, but that is meaningful and has like um, memories that it's not like you remember me because I was on some freaking TV show or some shit like that. It's like, it's like, man, that's the dude who discovered this or that that's freaking groundbreaking. I want to be I want to be more in that category. And I, it's not like I want that. It's like I'm going to I'm going to I'm doing it. Yeah. So it's just it's going to happen if you you know, I'm putting in the effort, the time and the passion and the love for what I believe in. All the other stuff will come. You know, I don't think I don't wake up and be like, oh. I need to, I need to make this money or I need to do this and all this right, shit. Right. <laughs> I, I need, I need to do that stuff to survive. Like every other person you'd be shocked. And, and the thing is, is like, I think about what is passionately what I want to do now, because at the end of the freaking day, man, we can't take our cars to the grave. We can't yeah. take our money to the grave or houses, but our children will be our legacy. Yes. We will live on and ripple effect this freaking universe as our own energy left behind and that's that's the effect i'm gonna have when it's my time to go whenever that is man yeah it's unstoppable you know it's unstoppable like i'm gonna die like everyone else that's the fact but my energy will live on and they'll freaking remember my name for something great rather than you know same old shit that's amazing stuff bro amazing stuff now a lot of people don't realize this like you know you're also a musician now, I, yeah, I've got a couple of your albums that I grabbed off of iTunes um, a couple years back, maybe a few years back at this point. But, dude, I really like them. I like your music. Now, cool. Where, where do you get the the inspiration for this? Um, yeah, I think deep down inside, it's it's more of a uh, therapy session for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's like. I'm a very passionate and emotional dude deep down inside. I try to act all tough and do all these workouts, but honestly, man, I'm like one of the most emotional, like passionate dudes, you know? It's like the old saying, a lover, not a fighter in a sense. And Hell yeah. I, I think at the end of the day, I I don't know, it's, it just goes back to something I want to do and I'm just going to do it. I could care less what anyone thinks. It's like, you know, for me, I grew up with musicians. Uh, my good friend Danny Bedrosian, who plays uh, lead keyboards for George Clinton, the problem at Funkadelics for, nice. I don't know, over a decade now. Him and I grew up in my basement making music when we were in middle school all the way through high school. We were in bands together. We would produce music together. And he, he's a musical, classical genius. Sure. I'm definitely not in that category. <laughs> I. You know, I, I loved producing music. I love music. It's in my blood since a kid. I grew up on like hip hop music, but I love all music. I love Creedence and Clearwater, you know. Yes. You know, I, I love, man, Bad Company. I mean, I love like old rock. I love just stuff that moves me. Any music that moves me in a certain period of my life, I love it. And um, music's a huge part of my life. So when I decided to make these albums, I contacted my friend Danny and I said, hey, I, I want to make something different. I don't want it to be the norm of 
you know, just like a music album that you see, like, like a lot of the pop radio or a lot of, um, you know, the typical hip hop or whatever, or rock or whatnot. I wanted to do something more. It's like speaking words or taking you through an experience through my life. So the point, the point of my life, I I started to write a lot when I was on the airplane, traveling, deep yeah. in thought, deep in transition. And that's where I came up with a lot of the lyrics, meaning that the first album I made was The Other Side. It's actually in chronological reverse of taking you through my whole life up to that period of everything nice. that has happened to me. Or I, if you listen to the words, it's all about like, things that I felt happened or emotions or things that I was going through. And I felt like I had to get it out there and get it off my chest. And that's kind of what, how the first um, thing resonated. I meant it was just Danny and I, and he did all the musical stuff, except a couple of things uh, that we brought in some guys to do on yeah. drums and guitar. But it was more of like a spoken word, like just interesting collective um you know, life thoughts uh, with a, a taste of like music to underline everything that was playing out through the album. Um, it did really well. And then we went on to do a second one called Spiritual War, which the second period of my life, I felt like I was in this kind of like weird, I don't know, like just weird thing. It was more hip hop driven with uh, more of these crazy beats and stuff like that with a couple of artists that I teamed up with and, sure. you know, and um, did a crazy track on there called Demon Hunter. Which was yes, wild. dude. <laughs> it was a lot of people don't know that's me, but I like went deep on the the vocals with that and <laughs> crazy. And then um, yeah. So I've been doing. I've been. I don't know. That's where I kind of you know. It's like chapters of life where I feel it's important to just get it out there and you know um, accomplish something from start to finish. So it's kind of where I went with that. That is amazing shit. And I would highly recommend if you guys haven't checked that shit out yet, definitely get on there and check out some of Nick's freaking music. It's outstanding. It's outstanding stuff, bro. I love it. Now, I kind of want to go off the rails a little bit here. I want to talk some crazy shit for just a second because we, you know, we know we know your thoughts on on, you know, ghosts for lack of a better term. Let's talk about aliens, like UFOs, yeah. the potential, <laughs> the potential of like visitations here on Earth. Like, where do you stand on this stuff? Oh, yeah, I'm I'm very open minded. Um, you know, when I was a kid, uh, that was my first kind of just uh, passion into that subject matter. And I've met a lot of people through my journey that kind of cross over. And it actually very much interests me. I think. Um, a lot of what we're experiencing, they kind of cross over into two different things. You know, like sometimes we claim ghosts are this, but sometimes I think it's of a higher intelligence. Yeah. You know, like we're talking about the shadow figures. Exactly. Um, <laughs> it could be a transparency of, let's just say, for lack of better words, an alien, right? It yeah. could be a transparent, kind of like the Predator, like the movie Predator, just a transparency cloak. And that's what we term in shadow figures, but it's a higher intelligence coming down and absor you know, observing us or whatever, and then taking that information. I don't know. Um, I, I got to tell you, like the idea of aliens, it terrifies me, bro. Like a lot of people will say, oh, they're here to, you know, maybe spread kindness and light, knowledge, things like that. I don't I don't necessarily see it that way. <laughs> like, I don't know if it's because I just don't know what they're about. I fully believe that they're there, and they have been here, they are here, what have you. But I don't know if their intentions are as pure as others uh, would would lead on. And I don't know. I could be completely crazy, bro. No, I think if you look at human beings, right? if you knew nothing about human beings and you came to planet earth and then you're like, Oh, these people are really nice. Look at the majority of them. They're very nice. They're welcoming, whatever. But then there's a lot of mean people in this world. A lot of people will call this world hell. A lot of people are born into third world countries and a lot of people get diseases and whatnot yeah. at young age. Or, you know, you have a war and you have people are nasty when you get into like war. Look, look at Gettysburg yes. fighting our own, like, killing each other in blood soaked in the soil and barbarian days and the tortures and people can be brutal. So it's like, you got to think that if we are like we are right, we yeah. got to 
couple of bad apples and the good apple, you know, picking. <laughs> and you, you got you got the same thing with anything else beyond that. There's not always going to be. We we define again. We define things as good and bad, you know, or we define in religion, which gets into a whole crazy topic sure. of heaven and hell right. or whatever. And we got to define it into like categories. But at the end of the day. I don't necessarily think there's categories. I think like when you get into the species of like aliens and whatnot, beyond what we what we don't know, I think that they're of a higher intelligence and there is no good or bad. It's just what they want. And if you look at us as just a, 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 young, a very young, you know, world, we're just like us walking and seeing this this uh, this world where ants are right on the ground. If we're walking one day, you and I, yeah. with these giant human beings and we see this kind of ant pile where they built up their little ant house in their own world and all these ants are running around scavenging and bringing back their whatever to their their queen or whatever they do as ants yeah. and their intelligent world we come along you know how easy it is you and i look at each other and we talk and we're like oh look at that ant world down there oh cool look at them go all of a sudden we put our foot down what does it do it disturbs their world it disturbs how they're moving how they're going you know, it's the same way. We could crush their world in two seconds, but do we want to? I don't know that day. Do you want to crush their, you want to stomp on the world and ruin it? Right, eh, right. Let's keep walking. It's the same way I look at things. It's like, you know, I bet you we've been visited for who knows as long as this world has been here. And yeah. I think, I think that they're already here. I think that they're already <laughs> intermingling with us. Yes, dude. Human beings. And I think that ultimately, possibly some of us are part of that we just don't know it and they they could they could do whatever they want but they choose not to for certain reasons it's the same you know analogy i just told you about right. I, I don't know maybe you know? they're just like observing or whatever you know or like maybe they need something maybe yeah. their planet's gone they have to use this planet but they want to co-mingle with us i don't know maybe it's i don't know i don't know it's very strange um there's so many ideas you know, it could be possible. Do you think that in the world that we live in right now, you know, with the strangest political climate that I can remember in recent memory, do you think that we're ever going to have disclosure? Are we ever going to know? Like, what the hell is actually going on with this? Yeah, I don't know. I think um, as long as power is at play with certain people yeah there's always going to be a control for the power to overrule all and to keep some there there has to be some sort of control um so there's not crazy anarchy happening in this world you know because i think when people lose their minds it can just get really crazy and this world can go as fast as it came here um that's a, yeah Absolutely. I, I, I don't know. I think um, there's been a lot of stuff that has been released, you know, with all the files and stuff that was released with that um, that act that was, um, you know, that was done in the UK and whatnot. Yes. Uh, years ago and all those documents that got released. I mean, there, it's it's obvious that both like all, all the countries have been researching, you know, UFO phenomena and the government has been looking into it and. You know, there's a ton of um, factual information, you know, that has been breaking it down. But I also think that a lot of the stuff that people experience, too, you know, you got to think stuff like, for instance, stuff at Area 51, like the stealth bomber, when that was being um, worked on and built and created, everyone thought when that was flying around the test facility, everyone thought that was a UFO. Right. And then, you know, years <laughs> later, like, oh, it's a stealth bomber. Oh, Okay. <laughs> You know, so you got to you got to think that anything that we know right now is probably 50 years ahead yes. of what it will be when 50 years comes. So, you know, it's, it's so freaking it's crazy. Man. Technology is at a rapid increase. Look at the last look at the last 60 years. Right. Yeah. You know, when when we were like, oh, we're never going to the moon and then go to the moon or we'll go to space and all this other stuff. I also think this. Here's a cool thing I've been thinking about recently. Yeah. You know a lot of like these UFO sightings and these weird phenomena that have happened? Yes. Um, in the last decade or whatever, it's more public because of, you know, iPhones and video and... Oh, sure, uh, yeah. 
quick quick filming like that yeah, absolutely it's like it's like you can't even go to walmart or a store without being videotaped these days you know? <laughs> no doubt <laughs> but it's like um what happens if like drones right like the high the like really intelligent drones that that not just that any person can get right now, but like I'm talking like crazy drones that can fly robotically because, you know, we, we have them as a government. We Absolutely. Have warfare and whatnot. Yeah. So I think that a lot of some of the experiences that people are having with UFOs are from the future, but they are they are. I really think that they're trying to probe UFOs through wormholes and traveling in time or different u- universes. Oh. And I think some of these um, futuristic-looking aircrafts could possibly be man-made in us, but from a different time because they're they're going through these either time they figured it out where it can zap through, but they're robotic and, and controlled. Um, I, I don't know. Wow. I, I think that some of that stuff could be happening too that, you know, we just don't know about. But Dude, and that's just it. It's not that far fetched of an idea. No, it isn't. Damn man. That is freaking outstanding. I remember one night I was working an overnight shift um at this uh it was more of like a group home type of setting or whatever, but uh I went outside, it was four o'clock in the morning. I'm outside and I'm smoking a cigarette because I'm about to pass out, you know, fall asleep. And uh, you got to stay awake, you know, I'm like, shit, I got four more hours here, but, uh, I'm outside and I see something in the sky and this thing doesn't have like lights or anything like that. And it's moving and it's maybe 150, 200 feet off the ground. Maybe. And it's creeping, like creeping, bro. I have never been so scared in my entire life. It was so weird. And then it gets right above me. And I see it's a stealth. It is one of the stealth bombers that you were just talking about. That mm-hmm. freaked me out. I'm like, I didn't even realize that it could do that. Like, there wasn't even, like, noise. You know what I'm saying? I was like, what? Yeah. How does this work? Just amazing so, stuff. So that same thing happened to me in Nevada, actually. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so I have two stories of that. I had, um, I was coming back from California one time on that, you know, that route where you're kind of coming back into Vegas. Yeah. And right before I kind of go over the hilltop to come into the city, um, I was on the highway and I saw what appeared to be what we would claim it to be a UFO, but it looked more or less like all these blinking lights and weird stuff underneath it that mm-hmm. you don't see in your everyday airplane or whatever. Right. That was just, it was just literally hovering above the mountaintop. Like I could see it clear as day. It was like right off um, the highway. Like, but it was it was weird. It was just kind of hovering there, like you know, self bomber, and then it just kind of went. Um, that was back in the day. I didn't have like a cell phone that had like how they are now, where you could just quickly film it. Right. right. It was like a regular cell phone with no camera. Yeah. Um, and then there was another time when I was coming. I was coming home late at night into uh, Southern Highlands, is where I used to live in Las Vegas. And it was kind of like closer to the mountains um, on um, the west side or whatever it was, I think. And um, I was coming home with my cousin in my car. And I look out the window, just driving really slowly down the suburban, um, you know, road there, coming up to turn into the the, um, the housing complex. And I look up out my window and there it is, aircraft right above me. It looked just like a self-bomber. But Jeez. what was strange is it. I, I realize I'm like, oh my gosh, it's it's just literally hovering there, and I'm not. I, it was really close over the suburban house. It was dark, but I could see it when I looked up. As I'm driving, it's just right above us, kind of offset a little bit. And all of a sudden, what I noticed is all the blinking, weird, colorful lights went like right across the bottom of the oh wing. Oh my god! And, and what was crazy is I rolled my window down, no sound. I'm like. I, I told my cousin, I'm like, there's no sound. Oh my gosh, there's no sound. And we slowed down. We looked at it. It turned 180 degrees in, in, in the air, just hovering, just completely turned, and then started slowly going downward. What? And I'm like, oh my God. So we raced up the street after it, and Hell it's going yeah. down, down, down. And it just literally disappeared into like the, um, uh, down like I don't know to some other area past like where all the housing complexes were and what stuff. But hell? I, I found out later there's a private airport 
that no one really knows about that's kind of situated up there in Sutherland Highlands, like way offset. Um, because, you know, they fly the airplanes in, in and out of Area 51 near Mandalay Bay and stuff. Yes. Yeah, so. I've checked out that know. airport numerous times. Like, oh, yeah, just because I'm like, I mean, you oh. Can, you can see the airplane coming in and leaving. I mean, obviously, it's like, took, uh, it's like, come I took on. a lot of pictures when I was out there. I'm like, this is so badass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh have you ever God. been, have you ever been to, um, right out there at the town of Rachel and gone to like the line where you can't go any further and stuff? Not yet. There? Not yet. Yeah. I, I've done that. <laughs> it's yeah. interesting. Dude, I want to do yeah. that so bad. I have a, here in my office, I actually have a replica of that sign. You know what I mean? <laughs> like the use of deadly force is authorized and all that stuff. Like I have yeah, outside, well, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, just respect, obviously respect it. Yes. And like the government, you know, here's the thing. They know you're coming from miles away off the government property yeah. because they have, if you look in like, um, um, all the tumbleweed and whatnot, they have, um, motion sensors that are off government property. So they're all, like oh, way wow. out miles off in the desert. You'll see, you won't see them cause they, they kind of blend them in. There's motion sensors. So they know when you're coming, Damn. there's, um, listening devices too. So they know what you're talking about in the car when you're rolling up. Also, Holy shit. Dude. Like I'm not That's joking. Awesome. They, they know your conversations. And I used to joke about it. <laughs> the car, like, Oh, you guys are listening right now. Whatever. Like, <laughs> like as long as you have nothing to hide, man. Yeah, it's exactly. Like, they're listening. And oh, who knows? Yeah. They're probably listening to us right now. Like, yeah, probably. <laughs> I, that's one thing I always say. I'm like, you know, I'm probably on a list somewhere. You know what I mean? Like some of the well, weird I mean, shit that comes out of my face, man. I mean, l- l- listen to um, what's his name there? Who got busted for um, you know, releasing, <laughs> releasing that that act on you know, collectively gathering all the data from cell phones and phones yes. and and everybody. And there's a whole system that they created that goes through phone conversations and, right. and words that are specifically said that goes right to that and gathers that information of that person talking about certain words. And here we are on they, our cell phones. Like. Yeah. Talking about area 51. You know, I, I've talked about it so many times. It's like, it's like, whatever. It's like, but what am I going to do? It's not like I'm going to, you know, go there or anything. I don't, I don't have any need to go there. It's like, right. It's, it's a facility that they, they build and construct, you know, aircrafts like, all right, cool. Yeah. You know, what else is there to know? Like, sure, there's all the conspiracies <laughs> about aliens and whatnot, but come on. It's too easy, think, though. Everybody expects them to be there. You know what I'm saying? Well, so, yeah, it's too easy. Or is it? Is it? Is it right? like everyone thinks that it's always yeah, the same. simplest thing where it's right under your nose? Yep. And that was <laughs> because, one thing that, like, got me is, like, the whole Area 51 raid that they were going to do just, like, last yeah, yeah. week or whatever. I'm like, I don't think they realize that after they cross the border or that little gate, that little area there, like once they cross, they still got like 15 miles to go. Oh, it's ridiculous. Like and, and nothing like it. First off, it's all below ground. Like if yes. you look at um, so satellite images, you know, they black it out where, but there's some yeah. that you can see and, and they stopped uh, the what is it on top of that one mountain where you used to telescope in and stuff yes. like all that's blocked now. And the thing is, is the facility has not stopped growing. They actually have created more oh. hangers. There, there's bigger hangers that have been built and there's like a whole diagram that shows you all the hangers and everything that's been built. Um, and, and here's the craziest story. So I know a lot about this because when I was a kid, I went to Las Vegas probably when I was like 13, 14, and my sister's godparents lived out there the whole life, right? Yeah. So when I used to go out there, this is how I got all into this uh, and learning more about Area 51 and um, Art Bell and all this stuff when I was about 13 years old. I um, took a trip with my parents, and my sister's godfather would tell me stories about his father when he was when he right before he's passing away he was the one that helped build the hangars way back in the day oh, at damn. area 51 oh. so they would he would tell me stories and he would never say he would never say but he would tell me the stories of the hangars and how a lot of it's below ground and it's growing wow. and whatever and um they also talked about when they were kids that they would sit up on top of their roof in um near vegas and they would see the nuclear bomb being tested the oh, mushroom yes. cloud going up Dude, isn't that <laughs> weird like, yeah. isn't that jacked? Like, I, I read some book. Yeah, they would sit up on, like, the top of the casinos and everything and just, like, watch it. It was, like, the thing to do.
What's up, brother? <laughs> that was crazy. Dude, like, I don't know what the hell that was. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you fine. That it's was... something it, it's weird because uh, are we still are we still on? Yeah. Right yeah oh yeah, yeah. I'm All recording. Right, cool. Yeah, we're good. That, that was crazy. So I was talking to you about it, right? Yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm like, hello, and it was just going da 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 it would make oh. this weird this weird sound. And I looked down on my phone and nothing was registering, but my phone was still going and I looked at the three G's, it was knocked out the whole entire cell service. Like something disconnected my phone Dude. from talk like the phone worked. Yeah. But there was no there was no bars, there was no cell three G, there was no cell service or anything. It was like not even registering on my phone. It was just the battery life. Dude. And 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 then eventually it just canceled out on me and, and hung up and then I gave it a couple of minutes and now it just it suddenly the three G everything else just popped back up. <laughs> it's like, nope, you can't talk about that. <laughs> right. I'm like, you, remember you how orange. <laughs> Yeah, right? <laughs> Watch your ass. <laughs> yeah. I look like, on my window. There's all black. Seats <laughs> out there. They're going to be knocking yeah. on your door in like the next three minutes or so. Shit. I was like, yeah, yeah I I mean, that's I was... fine. Whatever. Take me out of this world, man. <laughs> yeah, because I was like. Take me another planet. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to roll. Yeah. Because yeah. I was like, I think we're on a list somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like, shit, maybe, uh, maybe we are on a list somewhere and they're definitely listening in. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, Damn. they don't want to. They don't want to come for me. I, I've been training for a Spartan Beast. I was just gonna <laughs> say, man. Now you got a lot of stuff. Like you got a lot of stuff coming down the pipe. So, like, you know, kind of walk us through here. Like, what's what's next? You know, as much as you can say. You know. Yeah. You know, speaking of, uh, I I've been working on something ma- like a, the biggest thing of my life that's that's coming and. I'll leave it at that. It's yeah. been years in the works and I can't really talk about it, but it's, it's probably the most, um, incredible, bizarre thing I've ever worked on in my life. And it's just been years in the making. So, but that, that will be coming very soon in the near future. Um, I was just on the road for like 20 days wow. and I was, um, really pulling back layers on certain things. And, um, Wow. to the board like a lot of things but yeah you know i'm obviously working on nick ross and Prescott too that'll come out soon as a new series um there's uh 10 episodes we're working on it's gonna be really good and then i've been working with the lost limbs foundation so i, I teamed up with mike couch yes. um who's you know founder of lost limbs foundation it's a really great cause to help raise money for children in need with you know amputees and stuff um and we did Mount Washington as our first kind of challenge. I call them challenges, but they're episode. It's an episodic series that we film our whole, you know, kind of excursion. And the first one we did was Mount Washington. And we raised a ton of money for, um, you know, kids. Yeah. And all the money that was raised, um, we gave that to, um, I think he helped uh, a little boy with a new uh, leg, prosthetic yep. leg, and also a prosthetic eye. Oh, so wow. I think uh, a little money was used for that, and he sent me pictures. And I don't know; it's just a great cause, and I feel like we're doing something—you know—we're doing something great here. You know, yes. just going back to the, the whole positive vibe of doing some impact in that in life. And um, it, it's fun to watch too, and it actually challenges me personally in my life. It, it keeps me motivated to go to the gym and, and create this like positive balance rather than. I'm just slugging away at editing or on the road or in haunted locations or decrepit like environments where it just like really takes a toll on me. Sure. So it helps drive, it helps this passion and drive for me to go to um, the gym I once owned and I uh, sold it to these great guys. Now it's called Drive Custom Fit. And um, I train there pretty much every day that I'm back here. Um, super motivated because. You know, we did Mount Washington. It was the, it was so crazy. Yeah, like, dude, it came it looked point. nuts. <laughs> yeah, the episode will be out soon. Nice. It's wild. It's wild. I mean, my couch, his prosthetic leg gave out the um, the valve on it or something got um, messed up, so he had to go on crutches up the yeah. mountain, which up a was mountain. insane. Yeah, up yeah, a mountain on crutches. You know. Come on. And Mount Washington's dangerous too. A lot of yes. people die on it, and. Um, we got we got a couple miles in. He was doing really good. And he was going hand over hand on the ground. Wow. <laughs> he was going crutches. And then there came a point, you know, like 
comes to point, man, it's like seven yeah. miles off, 6,000 something elevation and feet. And, you know, it's a dangerous mountain because the weather changes rapidly up top over the tree line. So that's oh, where it gets yeah. very deadly. And, um, he just, he just, we had to speed the process. It was taking too long and this and that. And, and a lot of things were at bay because they closed the top of it at a certain time. So there's no way we were going to be able to come back down, you know, like he, like he was. So I had to start oh. carrying him. So I carried Mike, who's like 165 pounds. I carried him about a mile up the mountain and it was brutal. Like I said, I get brutal on my knees and then eventually he strained his back. Um, oh, no. And he couldn't even move. So we were about a mile and a half off the summit and it was getting close to closing. So I had to, I had to sprint a mile and a half up to the summit, get help. And it got pretty wild because, um, you know, a lot of people like the search and rescue, they typically come from the bottom uh, of the mountain up sure. and carry back down. Right, <laughs> so there's right. like, there's like, Oh my gosh, we're going to be spending the night here. All, like we wouldn't be back down to like past midnight or something in the morning. And I was like, dude, we didn't even pack for enough water, this, and that. So I'm like, I'm like up there raiding the store, like waters and Kit Kat bars, and I'm like, <laughs> my face. Dude, my energy was spent because I'm carrying him and myself in elevation. I was just like, oh my God, good thing I'm tra- I've been trained, but this is like brutally taking a toll on me. Wow. My knees. And um, it, luckily, it was the Cog Railway's 150 year anniversary, and they had a train conductor. And they had search and rescue that they agreed to come up on the train. Thank gosh, they were going up anyways. And I oh. got them close enough to the train to get them on the train and just go down that way quicker. <laughs> it was wild. Oh, my God. So I had awesome. to run back down to my another mile and a half to get him. And then we got him on the train. We filmed the whole thing. It's a wild episode. But that's oh kind of... gosh. It was a great cause. And the search and rescue team, the Cog Railway, everybody in Mount Washington were incredible. The president of like the um, the whole place came out, and it was like a whole it was like a whole fiasco at the end when we got the train. And um, it was weird too because when we we're leaving, they had like fireworks and stuff. It was just weird. It was weird timing for Dude, everything. that's so cool. So yeah, we filmed it. Um, the next challenge we have coming up, which is probably going to be the hardest thing in my life. Yeah. Um, because I have to do it with Mike. And, and we have Johnny Hauser joining us yeah. this time. <laughs> We've been talking <laughs> like, a lot about be that. Training, buddy. <laughs> We've been talking better a lot. Be training. Yeah. Yeah, you better be training right now as I'm talking about. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been, I've been throwing them text messages of motivation. And, um, they, you know, it's 13 miles and 30 yes. obstacles. So, Jeez. can you, you know, and he's going to only be able to, he, he's not even a, Mike isn't going to really be able to use his prosthetic leg on most of like the run. And also right. because he's going to have a lot of swelling in his leg, a lot of stuff, but I love what Mike's doing. I love his passion because he's showing, you know, anybody who's in the situation that like, no matter how you, how hard you get pushed down or how hard you want to give up or emotionally be wrecked. Like he, he's like a living example of you can do it, you know, yeah. no matter what mind over body. So, and, you know, also the money goes to that. So Spartan, the Spartan people were great enough to allow us to film our whole race. So we're going to film it and anybody can come out to it. So if you're in, um, I think it's Mill Springs, um, down there, November 23rd, um, it's down the Carolinas there. It's, um, it's, it's about an hour from Charlotte. Um, and we will be there at 10 AM on November 23rd, that Saturday morning. Running oh, 13 man. miles and 30 oh, obstacles. <laughs> that is so awesome. Yeah. Gosh, so, man. That's going to be great. We need a crowd. There's a huge crowd coming, supposedly. Like, a lot of people are coming out to um, the race to support and be on the sidelines. And we're going to film it. And there will be another episode with Mike, Johnny Hauser, and me. Um, That's going to be epic, uh, bro. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. I can't freaking wait for that. Dude, yeah, great. so I've just been training every day for that. It's just another thing to add to my to-do list every day. <laughs> well, I do know that Hauser's been busting his ass, too, so you can kind of rest easy there, too. So I do know. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. He's been working, so yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah. to get after him. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait. You're going to show us. I mean, we're going to show up pretty wild. I think Johnny's like, yeah, I'm going to put more paint on my face and look like a Viking. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> can't <laughs> you see it? Come. You can yeah, totally see I it. Can. 
<laughs> yeah, we're both going to do something wild. I'm going to show up pretty, pretty crazy the same, and we're just going to be in the zone. Because we got to, like, I'm training for double, right? Because eventually we're going to have to help each other through it. Because, like, yep. the obstacles, like, number one, there's no way with one leg you can carry two logs, right. you know, right. or you can carry two whatever it is. Like, they're on 40, 50 pounds each at yeah. a certain distance. There's just going to be no way at a certain point. So we're going to have to double up on things back and forth and, yep. you know, take turns and help each other through it. And you only have you know, so much time in the day to get through 13 miles. It's a lot. That is so, a lot, bro. Damn. Yeah. So like, yeah, I mean, it's going to be well, man. High endurance. <laughs> Your body's going to be wrecked. And it's just, yeah, you know, you, you might need to take a day or, two, day or two off after that, bro. <laughs> they just kind of maybe chill out. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to be, I don't know. It's going to be a lot, but it's coming up pretty quickly. So, yeah. And, yeah, it's, it's going to be wild. Oh, it's great, man. I'm freaking super stoked for everything that you got coming down the pipe, man. But thank you. Like, thank you so much for, for taking the time, hanging out with us. Like, you really are, like, the picture of integrity. And, I mean, like, in this business, bro, it's it's such a rarity. So, I mean, just keep doing what you do, man, and know that we're all behind you. We're all looking at what you got going on, man, because, like, you inspire a lot of us. That's for sure. No, I, I really appreciate it. Hey, I'm just like everybody else, but I'm the underdog. I think over here, I've been, I've been also tainted a lot by the industry and everything. But you know, I'm happy. I'm living life. You know, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Um, everything else just kind of falls like the dominoes fall. So I think, you know, I'm just going through every day. I wake up passionate about what I'm doing because it's it's what I have, man. It's all I have. I want I want to leave on a high note, I want to leave where people respect it. And yeah. you know, my kids come right behind me too. And I want to, I want to set a great example for all the other kids that are coming up in the next generation. I just, I want to be that legend in a sense, rather than, you know, some, some clown or something, you know, yeah. running around. Absolutely, man. I do appreciate that, man. But thank you again. Right on, man. Yeah. Anytime. And thank you. And, uh, I will talk to y'all, I guess soon. Hell yes. <laughs>